0: Yo, what is up, YouTube? Welcome to episode 63 of the Purple Rain Podcast featuring your boy at Sutton Death and at Simply AS10. Make, listen, listen, before we even get started tonight, guys, make sure we get the uh, subscribes going. Let's make sure we yes. get the likes going. Uh, also, if you don't know, we are now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and a bunch of other streaming platforms as well. So if you want to go check us out on there, you can go do that, too. Um, But just, uh, you know, a couple more housekeeping things. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at SuttonDef. You can find at SimplyAS10 over here on Twitter at SimplyAS10 or on Instagram at SimplyAS10.prod. Rain Gang, it's been a week. It's been, it's been a, a week, Rain Gang. It's been a little while. Some things have happened. And we're here to talk about it in episode 63, the Tristan Colon Castillo episode yes. of the Purple Rain podcast. Um, real quick, you know, we got to give a big shout out to everybody in the live chat. Everybody who's here, mod K Dog, the purple rain pioneer himself, is in the building. Says, Yo, what's good on this beautiful Monday evening, rain gang family? What's up, K Dog? Thank you for joining the stream tonight. We appreciate you, Cam Neal, in the building. What's up, man? Rush, mod Rush, rain gang. Yes, sir, we in here. Andre Mears 86, we're in here too. Rain Rain gang. gang, there is the official, another purple rain pioneer. Thank you for joining the stream tonight, bro. Snipe gang Douglas. I don't think I've seen you in a while. while. Snipe gang. Yeah, it's been a while. (laughs) while. Welcome back. Welcome back to the rain gang. Uh, Ron TV in the house says what's good. Void in the house. Christopher Swain Mm -hmm. says, yo, I missed y'all. Christopher Swain. We missed missed you you too. We missed you. All right. Let's see. Rush says TCC. That's right, man. This this episode is dedicated to him. Raven Ron, in the house, finally caught y'all again. I'm always catching y'all after a live podcast. It's all good. If you catch us after the podcast is live, you know we call you guys. The hashtag Replay Gang. Shout out to the old the whole entire Replay Gang who's watching uh, the Purple Rain Podcast after the fact. We appreciate you guys just as much. Make sure you guys like the video. Make sure you guys subscribe as well if you're new. See what else we have in here. Uh, Daquan Jones, what's up, Rain Gang? Devon Saunders and Chris Griffith says, what's good? How you guys doing tonight? Appreciate you guys for coming through and joining the appropriate podcast Alex how are you tonight
1: lovely got a little bit of a different setup going on right now so a little work in mm. progress if you can't tell yeah. my like fourth different setup in less than a year we're getting there we're getting there but I'm um, doing good living lavishly and um, some news came out today looking forward mm. to talking about that but how are you doing
0: I'm doing good man I'm doing good man you said you're getting there with like your setup and everything but we're also getting there in terms of this nfl season it's coming up real real soon how many weeks until preseason it was like three weeks three no no three from friday three from friday
1: yeah wait no two from friday two i think from
0: friday i think it's two two from friday we are getting wait. very, very close. Very, very close. So, and I'm very excited, man. I know the entire Rain gang, the whole Ravens block, the whole NFL fandom is yeah. very excited for this season to start. The NFL is, you know, they're advertising the season as the biggest season ever. Um, I mean, I guess that's technically true because we're playing the most games out of any other season ever. Yeah. So, I guess, but, you know, it's going to be a great season regardless, no matter what happens. We're very excited for it. But, yeah. like my guy Alex said, There has been some news that came out recently, and we're here to talk about it. So how about we lead with this? Let's just jump right into it, right?
1: Okay.
0: Um, Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones has recently requested a trade from the Arizona Arizona Cardinals, uh, and we're just kind of speculating. The whole league is on watch and notice right now. Where is he going to go? Who's going to make a push for him? We are Ravens fans here, me and Simply AS10. I want to get my guy Alex's take first. What do you think about the whole Chandler Jones requesting a trade? Do the Ravens need to make a push for him, or are we good? What do you think?
1: His brother won a Super Bowl for us, played for us. Why Hmm. can't he do the same? I'm all for it. I mean, the cap hit is very, very, very high, but the same thing happened with Calais Campbell. He was on a one-year deal, got traded us for a fifth-round pick, gave him a new contract, Look, look where he's at. Um, and let's not forget, Calais Campbell played with Chandler Jones in Arizona. So don't, come on, you know they're talking. You know they're talking. No. I think it makes perfect sense. I think it wouldn't be too much because right now the Cardinals really don't hold a lot. I mean, they, they have a player that doesn't want to be there on a one-year deal. Um, no. And they just signed, J- I think they really signed J.J. Watt to partner Chandler Jones. And now it's backfiring in their face. It's actually pretty funny. But I think we definitely should go just go for him. I would actually take Chandler Jones over Justin Houston. Um oh, yeah. 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 I mean, he was hurt last year, but when he's healthy, he's super productive. But either or at this point, I really would take him. And you're asking me before, like, does this make us like true contenders? Yes. I think we're just missing an edge rusher. And Depending who we get, I think that could really make my expectations to go from AFC Championship to Super Bowl or bust. Because like way our team is looking right now, I mean, there really wouldn't be a weakness on this team.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like you think about the holes that the Ravens have on their roster. The most glaring hole is going to be pass rush. You know, we don't have Matt Judon anymore. We don't have Yannick Ngakwe anymore. How yes, Jihad we did Ward the, anymore. <laughs> right. We don't even have Jihad Ward, which is a which was a great rotational piece, if you ask me, and probably Alex, too. But, and yeah, we did go out and we drafted Odafe Oway. you know what I mean, with our first-round pick. I get that. But at the end of the day, having that veteran pass rush presence on your defensive line, it, it, bro, it, it's it's paramount. It's paramount to the success of a defense, man. Like it, It's super important. So I definitely think we should make a push for him. The question is, and I see a couple of you guys asking in the chat here, can we afford him? You know, I know he's due $15 million in his last year of his contract. Um, it would be tough. It would be very, very tight. I don't I, how much? How much cap space do the Ravens have right now? Don't we, don't we only have like $9 million, yeah. $10 million uh, left? I, probably, I would signings? like to keep
1: at least four or $5 mil in case we have to make any midseason signings too.
0: Right, right. So, yeah, it, it's very far-fetched that the Ravens would go out and get him. But listen, man, Listen. I, for a long time, have been thinking that this whole uh, salary cap thing is of super importance and every team has to follow it to a T and it can it can prevent you from doing the things that you really want to do as a franchise. But we've seen time and time again. Franchises who want to go ahead and make a Super Chiefs. Bowl run or a Super Bowl push, <clears throat> Chiefs, <clears throat> Bucks, <clears throat> who else? You know what I mean? Like They make those bills. moves. Those bills. They make those necessary moves in order to uh, put themselves in a position to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. And I feel like that this is our chance. And when I say our, I mean the Baltimore Ravens chance, their best chance to win a Super Bowl. I think time is running out. I do. It is. I think time it is, 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 is running out. It is. We're going to have to pay Lamar next year. We're going to have to pay him next year. That means there's going to be a lot of what they call cap casualties. A lot of guys are going to have to go because Lamar's going to have to Mark Andrews. (sighs) You know what I mean? So it's like, I think that we should. Should this be. Let me ask you. Let me ask you this, Alex. And let me ask the entire Rain gang this too. I want you guys to uh, sound off in the chat room. Uh, Or if you're watching after the fact, sound off in the uh, the comment section below. But. Is this a make-or-break year for the Ravens? Is this a make-or-break season? You know what I mean? Like, do we need to win the Super Bowl this year? We've talked a lot about Super Bowl or bust. We kind of settled on, okay, if we make the playoffs and we win at least two playoff games, that's a good season. But no.
1: And no, it's not the, anymore.
0: Not anymore. The fact of the matter is Lamar's got to get paid. And once he gets paid, somebody's going to have to go. So is this season a make-or-break season for the Baltimore Ravens? You
1: know what? I think it is I really do. I mean, we we've been hearing about these receivers. We've been raving. I mean, i'm I'm at fault for that too. I have been I was thinking about it last night. We actually have a middle of the barrel like receiving core now I was I went through literally each team in the league. I'm like, okay, they're better. we're better. Like we have an average receiving core yeah. with our amazing run game, that should be enough, honestly. Like we've said it. If we are top three in rushing and literally, 13 through 18 in passing, why can't they get us to a Super Bowl? That yeah. means we're average and really, really good, if not the best, in two of the offensive categories. So, yes, I do think now like we're getting to the point it may be Super Bowl or bust because we're hearing everything. We're hearing all this buzz. We're getting doubted. The Ravens fans love getting doubted. I mean, they're doubting literally our, our unanimous MVP quarterback. So, yes, I actually do think it is now, and that's a great yeah. point you brought up.
0: Yeah, definitely think it is. And, you know, I was actually on Twitter earlier talking to my guy, Pedro. My guy, Pedro, was basically saying that, like, hey, you know, we don't need to necessarily we, the Ravens don't necessarily need to bring in that that veteran pass rusher in Justin Houston or, um you know, uh, Chandler Jones or somebody like that, because Wink loves to blitz. You know, we're a very blitz heavy defense, you know, and with that being said we're going to try to generate pressure regardless of whether or not yeah. we have that veteran pass rusher. I'm not so for that. I don't like that a lot because we saw how important it is to get pressure uh, with less rushers. You know, We saw how important that was in the Super Bowl. If you can get pressure with four or five guys at the max, then hey, you're, listen.
1: You're probably going to win the game. You're
0: probably, probably. going to win the game. You're probably going to win the game. And like we always say, man, Every game is won or lost in the trenches, man. It's one or lost in the trenches. You can't build a house without the foundation. Literally. That that's all it is. So the more we stockpile the trenches, and I love what we did with the offensive line, getting Kevin Zeitler, getting getting Alejandro Villanueva, uh drafting Ben Cleveland, making all those moves, moving Bozeman to center, all those moves to you know get stability on the offensive line. That's one half of the trenches. The other half of the trenches, yes, of course, we still do have CeCe, Clay's Campbell, uh, Derek Wolf. We love him. Um uh big baby, big baby, Brandon Williams, those guys, Justin Matabike is on the come up. But pass rush is something that we have been lacking. We yeah. have been lacking, man. And it's just like, I don't know if I'm all that comfortable with us not making that big push to sign that veteran pass rusher. And like I said, Alex, one more time. We did draft Odafe Owe. I have the utmost confidence in him in him. I think that he can turn out to be a very good player, but there's just something about having that veteran pass rush in the locker room who can kind of uh, you know even if he's not being the most impactful physically he kind of has the knowledge and the wisdom to kind of coach those guys up like in between plays like Terrell Suggs in between plays in between possessions that sort of thing that's what I want that's what I would prefer on my football team you know just a guy who can be out there kind of leading the charge on defense you know but what do you think
1: I 100% agree with you I mean looking at what's out there right now Justin Houston um he fits that you don't have to give up anything you don't have to worry about this huge cap hit because at this point now I don't know what his options are looking like but it can't be looking good because Steven Nelson who's one of the best slot corners in the league just got Mm -hmm. four one year 4.5 mil max so the money right now can't be the best so for him it's kind of like you got to go into the best situation that's kind of offering it to you and there aren't many better than the Ravens I'm just that's from a non-biased standpoint honestly yeah so I think you're 100% right. If you look back at 2012 when we won the Super Bowl, our edge rushers, Paul Kruger, Pernell McPhee, Terrell Suggs, and I think Courtney Upshaw. I think it was those four. Kruger had that breakout year and left us. I mean, but Suggs was obviously the season veteran. Who is that veteran on our team now that can play every down like Suggs was in 2012? Nobody.
0: Right. We don't have that guy. I mean, the only veteran that we have is like a pass rusher is going to be Pernell McPhee, and we all know that he's not an every down guy. Which is why, you know, me and, you know, yourself, Alex, and everybody else in the Ravens flock have all been saying, hey, let's get a veteran pass rusher in here since we did lose Judon and Ngakwe. But we haven't done that yet. And we see that the Ravens are trying. They're trying to do something. If anything, they're trying to do something uh, to get uh, help at pass rush or at least some depth at pass rush. So um, do you want to talk a little bit about the, uh, the signing that we made today?
1: Yeah, so we signed Chris Smith, formerly of the Jaguars, formerly of the Raiders, formerly of the Bengals and Browns. Nine and a half sacks in his, I believe, six or seven-year career, uh, former fifth-round pick out of Arkansas. I mean, a rotational guy. If I'm going to be honest, he's probably a camp body fighting for that last spot with Broderick Washington because obviously Matabeka has that spot wrapped up. But I like what he saw. him. he would get to the quarterback. Um, but it's kind of just maybe him getting playing time. But kind of like how DeMotta Peckett was for us two years ago, kind of just would fill in stop the run. Maybe he can get to the quarterback. Did have some sacks on Andrew Luck and Aaron Rodgers. Let's not act like these guys are just, you know, big guys sitting there. I mean, they can also get out of the pocket. So I was kind of impressed with what I saw, but probably just a camp body, to be honest.
0: Yeah. And, and that's what it feels like. It feels like at this point, the Ravens know what's up when it comes to guys like Justin Houston. OK, maybe he wants too much money. So it's like, yeah. oh, all right, we're going to go out and we're going to try to, you know, get depth in other places, which is cool. That's the smart thing to do. You know, if you can't afford something uh, that's too expensive, then you, you kind of go down in price and see what else you can get in order to fill that void. I, I get it. But yeah. the Ravens are trying to win a Super Bowl. They're trying to win a Super Bowl. So I, I think we definitely need to do need to be all in. But we do have a uh, comment here from our guys from Trust the Bank. Ravens Media says, what's going on, Rain Gang? Appreciate you for coming through. Uh, what's up, man? Let's see what they're saying here. It says, I sacrificed Mark Andrews' future in Baltimore to pay for Chandler's extension. How do you feel about that one, Alex?
1: That's deep. No, nah, nah, I can't. I, not, not, not for Chandler. Mm-mm. Yeah, Not for yeah, Chandler no, Jones. I can't no. do that.
0: Nah, i think what is Chandler jones like 31 31 yeah.
1: and like i said i mean he wasn't healthy last year so if we got him here for here for like a year or two and it was cat friendly if he w- if he was bad this year we could just cut him next year kind of like yeah. how glass campbell would. if campbell wasn't good this year we could just could let him go but right yeah I'm, I'm keeping my Andrews. yeah
0: i feel like you got to you got to restructure somewhere else somebody else's deal or just give somebody less money in the long run because Mark Andrews is definitely he needs to be here to stay for the next at least 6 to 7 to 8 years in Baltimore mm-hmm. I would say. Um he's Lamar Jackson's number 1 weapon, number 1 target, his favorite target, you know, as we've seen in the past couple seasons. So I don't I don't really see any reason to to sacrifice Mark Andrews' future for for Chandler Jones you know Chandler Jones is more so of like a okay if we can get him for one or two years we can make a we can make a a big super bowl run and that is what we want to do but not at the expense of uh, Mark Andrews who is going to be with us for like i said 6 7 probably eight excuse me eight more seasons you know
1: yeah that was about the ravens news we had not a lot of other ravens news going on right now
0: yeah not a whole lot of ravens news going on right now but but listen man training camp starts what wednesday
1: yeah Actually, yeah.
0: no, tomorrow, twenty seven. Oh, tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, shoot, I don't even have my watch on right now. But tomorrow, yeah. Training camp starts tomorrow. And I know my guy, uh, Simply ASN, he's definitely going to be cooking up the videos. And we're going to be playing them here on the Purple Rain Podcast on the next episode of the Purple Rain Podcast. So make sure you guys tune in for sure. Make sure you like the video and subscribe if you're new. This is episode 63 of the Purple Rain Podcast, the Tristan Colon Castillo episode. Yeah. So. Uh, let's see what you guys have here in the chat. Let's see. KJ says, would you sacrifice Deshaun Elliott's future for Chandler Jones? No. I like this is...
1: No. I mean, think about the safeties we've had since i Reed read left. It's hard for us to find a decent, solid safety Think about it. we've been through Matt Elam. We've been through Will Hill who couldn't stay off the PEDs. Um, we had Kendrick Lewis. We had Terrence Brooks who eventually left us. I mean, it, no, I'm I'm keeping Deshaun and Errol Thomas. The whole issue with that, I'm gonna keep Deshaun Elliott.
0: You're gonna keep Deshaun. I mean, honestly, I feel like this is more realistic than yeah, you know the, the Mark is. Andrews thing. And it's tough. It's tough for me because Deshaun Elliott. I don't want to say like we can plug and play at his position because I know we can't. Uh, Deshaun Elliott. He definitely brings a certain intensity to the game. I would like to see, you know, his awareness and things like that be a little bit more uh, sharpened up. But, hey, man, I think we could potentially find more talent at safety. And I kind of would sacrifice it for a better pass rush. Listen, man, a better pass rush means even less pressure on the safeties. You know what I mean? Because they're not going to have that time to get that ball out deep for safety to go make a play or have to go make a play on it. So you know, I think that I think what KJ is saying here is is definitely pretty valid. I I probably would sacrifice Deshaun Elliott's future for Chandler Jones. I feel like we can get a good what two three seasons out of Chandler Jones. I think that would be good for us. So
1: then we have Geno Stone and Ardarius Washington. I guess fighting it out for the other.
0: I mean, mean, yeah, man.
1: I mean, he's the undrafted safety. We don't even know if he can make the team right now. I'll I'll be honest. I was high on Geno Stone, and we cut him last year. I'm happy we have him
0: back. But I also think the fact that we have really good cornerbacks kind of like helps that out as well. If our corners weren't as good as Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters and Jimmy Smith and Tavon Young, then I'd be like, absolutely not. But the fact that we have those guys on the forefront, you know, jamming guys to the line of scrimmage, staying with them step for step, that sort of thing. I'm not as concerned with safety as I am pass rush, because what really frustrates me is when we have to send our ninety five million dollar cornerback at Patrick Mahomes to try to sack him you know, as a kind of like a last resort, you know, I don't want that. I don't want that at all. So uh, with that being said, I definitely think that I would consider at least consider, you know, Deshaun Elliott's future in exchange for Chandler Jones in Baltimore.
1: If we're talking safety too. I mean, if, if Chuck Clark did not have the green dot, honestly, then I'm talking, then we're Mm. talking. I mean, but that green dot is just so crucial, but we could see somebody else step up this year and, you know, try to call plays.
0: Yeah, I think that's another uh, interesting question you bring up there, man. Like, who do you think could wear the green dot after Chuck Clark?
1: I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, I don't. Mm-hmm. I would like to say Queen because he's you know in the middle, but he's just he's young. He's yeah. young. Um, I don't think LJ Ford will be here after next year. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't think a corner would wear it either. Because I, I could say Marlin because he I would trust him, but that's just a corner
0: it's just a corner he's normally one-on-one you know what i mean he's not watching the entire play yeah i mean i think it's got to be it's got to be patrick queen to step up next right
1: yeah it's got to
0: be pq and i think that like i'm I'm very excited this year for patrick queen because there's there's low-key a lot riding on what he can do you know what i mean like he was already very good and showed flashes of being an excellent player in his rookie season and of course he had like some of his uh, yeah right i know right of course, he has some of his um, his mistakes and things like that, which happens to, you know, pretty much every rookie or pretty much everybody. Uh, but, you know, I think this season he's definitely primed to have one of those seasons, not only where he dominates physically, but you can tell he's dominating mentally and he's getting smarter and he's understanding the game. And the game kind of slows down for him. You know what I mean? I think that we could see one of those seasons from Patrick Queen. And after that, going into next year, I think that he might be able to get that green dot on the back of his helmet. Yeah, I hope so. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Andre Mir says, I let Chuck Clark go, but we got to see if Queen steps up. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Zeke Phillips says, Rain Gang, checking in tonight. What's up, Zeke Phillips? We appreciate you. Thank you for joining the stream. Uh, Let's see. Raven Ron chimes in and says, if we get Chandler Jones, do you put him on a limited snap count? More of a specialist for certain down situations?
1: Probably I'd say certain down situations because we have our run stoppers. We're not asking him to get – I mean, he can stop the run. But yeah. I think we're asking more to just get to the quarterback, which I'm perfectly fine with.
0: I think, also, I think know, that um,
1: – But let other people rest.
0: That's true. I think that we would put him on, like, a limited snap count or make him more of, like, a specialist player earlier in the season. We do know he's coming off of that bicep tear injury – um, I think that we'll try to like ease him in to our defense and our scheme and everything like that. but by the time it gets cold outside, so around like November, December around Thanksgiving Christmas, we'll definitely see a more prevalent role from him gearing up for the playoffs, you know, kind of yeah. kind of rest him in ease him in early because of the injury and everything like that and because of his he's older he's you know his age things like that. and then by the time the playoffs comes around he's he'll be hitting full stride. I think that would be but the former
1: patriot too
0: yeah he's used to it, yeah. We're talking about a guy who, at one point, I think it was in 2014, he had 22 sacks. 22 sacks in 2014. That is just ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Um, the guy's got talent. His whole family's got talent. His brother's in the NFL. His other brother is a UFC legend in Johnny Bones Jones. It's like everything about Chandler Jones in Baltimore just screams like, yes, we yeah. need that. <laughs> we need that. And I saw you know, guys on Twitter uh, recruiting Chandler Jones to Baltimore, including yourself, Alex. Um, we saw a guy, Hoodie Ramey, do it. Uh, Marlon Humphrey, a bunch Sean of guys. Elliott, Lamar Elliott, yeah, everybody, everybody. Me, myself, man, it was, yeah. Him in Baltimore would be great. It will be great. Uh, but, yeah, let's keep on going here. With us, with the rain gang, Christopher Swain chimes in says, I would rather have LJ Fort have the green dot just because he's more experienced. Yeah, I agree there. I and think you, I'm
1: talking about next year, but I don't think he'll be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Don't think he'll be here. Don't think he'll be here. But we, we've talked about it before on this, on this podcast. Big shout out to LJ Fort, by the way. One of the smartest players on our defense, man. Instincts are just second to none, man. He, he's really good. He's really good. Um, and I think he'll have a pretty good season, too, for sure. All right, so let's go ahead and keep on moving here. What else you guys? Cam Neal said, didn't CJ Mosley ever have the green dot?
1: I think yeah, he, he did, did because when he left, we eventually gave it to Peanut and no. our first four games. of, tw- I mean, barring the week one blowout, we were shaky, our defense. We were shaky against the Cardinals week two, Chiefs, um the Browns and then even that Steelers game that we yeah. signed Josh Bynes and he kind of took it over I mean no, Chuck Clark took it over but then Josh Bynes now J4 kind of held down the linebackers but yeah, yeah. mostly did have it
0: happen. uh yeah so let's let's talk a little bit about the Steelers right let's talk a little okay. bit about the Steelers the Steelers recently went out and signed uh edge rusher Melvin Ingram yeah um to their roster you know, and it, for me, it kind of hit home as a Ravens fan. I was like, okay, Melvin Ingram was a name that we were looking at potentially coming to the Ravens in order to be that veteran-type pass rush uh, presence for us. Now the Steelers have him. That's one more name off the board. And not only is that name just off the board in general, he actually went to a team that we have to play twice this season, and twice every year for that matter. So my question to you, Alex, and the entire Reign gang is, does it worry you, does it concern you that – even other teams in our division are making the the necessary steps in order to bulk up their roster, specifically that pass rush, because you, you saw what the Browns did. They went out and got Jadavion Clowney on top of Miles Garrett. Uh, you see what the Steelers have done. They've gotten Melvin Ingram. So um, the Ravens are just kind of like standing here with our hands in our pockets like, OK, Odafe Owe, what are you going to do? rookie so what, what do you what do you think about that man do you think that the Ravens are under even more pressure now that they got Melvin Ingram the Steelers
1: Steelers worried about the long the wrong line They worry about the offensive line compared to their defensive line um so I'm true. a little bit worried but then again can't get everybody I mean Olivier Vernon is I wouldn't mind him Olivier Vernon he has a lot to play for coming off the ACL injury and the Browns are like you had all these sacks last year we're not going to sign you and then obviously right. Houston now with Chandler Jones but I'm a little worried, yeah, because it's a glaring need. Um, I don't know how Decosta really can't see that. I hope he sees it because he gets paid enough money to see that there is a glaring need and we do need some to help him fill in. But if we do go in with like what we have now, I'm gonna be asking a lot of questions because you can't say, "Oh, well, there, there weren't guys out there that you know could help us out," because that's a crock of BS. But yes, I mean, I am getting kind of worried. I'm not gonna lie. To answer your question,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, let's see. Christopher Swain here says, "Yeah, they did." And Melvin Ingram is a freak of an athlete. He can rush he from the inside and outside uh, technique. Yeah. yeah, he can. He can. And <sighs> I don't know, man. I, I feel. I think that with th- with this being said, Melvin Ingram going to the Steelers, um, Jadavion Clowney going to the Browns. So other. Oh, yeah, the AFC Bengals North-
1: re-signed Chris Hubbard.
0: Right. Exactly. Chris Hubbard re-signing with the Bengals. With all of these things happening, the Ravens obviously have some sort of faith in what we have at the moment. You know what I mean? We obviously have some sort of faith. And that kind of brings us into what I want to talk about next. Wink Martindale was on the record recently saying that, you know, Odafe Owe was very impressive, you know, in uh, OTAs. um, And what he's seen from him so far is freakish athlete. He can get to the quarterback. His bend is is crazy good. And it's basically like nothing he's seen in years. Wink Martindale, that is, you know. So with that being said, man, Odafẹ Oway, he he's definitely raising some eyebrows, and he's raising mine for sure because I want to see what he's able to do. Week one against the Raiders, man, I'm expecting at least one big play from Odafẹ Owe, from man. Carr. I'm expecting at least one big play, you know,
1: and blowing up Josh Jacobs in the backfield.
0: I, I see it happening. I okay. see it happening, man. I see it happening. And the Ravens coaches, they're they're definitely speaking highly of him. They're speaking highly of him. So. What are your thoughts on uh, Wink Martindale basically giving high praise to our guy Odafe Owe? Hey,
1: if, if he's l- happy about it, I guess I have to be happy about it too because I there's one person I've never really doubted in the Ravens, and that's Wink Martindale. I don't Wink? doubt what he does. I yeah. will never doubt. I mean, what I can't name something he's done that really has doubted me because he keeps us in games. I mean, the games we lose because of the defense, because we can't get any pressure, like the game against the Chiefs last year. He was trying to right. get some type of pressure. We just couldn't get to homes. Yeah. But, I really do hope that like I know they were comparing him to like how DK Metcalf was or the Kalen out of college, like he dropped because you know he had issues and you know, but he has the physical just build to just be a monster and we're hearing about that at OA and that's getting me really excited because if he yeah. can, you know, just learn the technique here in the NFL from the best of the best, and he already has the stuff that you really can't teach to people that just that physicality, just what you're you know, just born with, I think he'll be nasty. I really do. Yeah. It's getting me really excited for him.
0: Honestly, I mean, yeah, you bring up a good point, too. Like, the NFL is a totally different world than college football, especially if you yeah. go to a school like Penn State. And that's not to say that Penn State is a small school. But Penn State, you know, they're not one of those, like, contending for a championship every season type of schools. Uh, and it, you can see, like, his production was a little bit limited in that system. I feel like you put him in the system with a Brandon Williams, a Calais Campbell, a Derek Wolf, who's shrinking in the offensive line because all the bodies they have to take up to block them. Uh, Guys like Odafe Owe are going to benefit in that system because they're very quick. They're very fast. They can get around uh, tackles and they can get to the quarterback. So I think that, you know, we'll see, we'll see Odafe Owe's presence early and often. And there's definitely a reason why the Ravens drafted him in the first round over Aziz Ojolari, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Aziz Ojalari and a couple of other guys that we were, you know, sitting, waiting on and anticipating the Ravens yeah. drafting a few yeah. months ago.
1: <laughs> good time, so,
0: yeah, man. let's see. Our guy, Mod Rush, says, Oway is just naturally gifted. Yeah, he is yeah. freaking freak nature. Can't teach it. Raven Ron says, Jason Oway is like a haunted house. They will chase and yell at you, but never touch you. And I know you're mm-hmm. saying that, Raven Ron, because he didn't have any sacks in his final season at uh, Penn State, but again, this is a totally different system he's working in now. Different he's coaches. He's going to have different coaches. You know what I mean? Anthony Weaver. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to have a lot of help. I feel like we can make the most out of his skill set. You know? just I think that's why the Ravens are so good at drafting because they they know how to make the most out of a player's skill set. You know? We can make the most out of Bo Owe's skill set. We can make the most out of Rashad Bateman's skill set. Dalen Hayes, so on and so forth. Ben Cleveland especially. Ben Cleveland, especially, a big body who can just kind of part the Red Sea for Lamar or J.K. Dobbins or Gus Edwards to run through. Listen, man, the Ravens, our front office, they know what they're doing.
1: And uh, we're you know even what doing with Brandon Stevens. We're moving him to a safety. Right. He went from running back to corner out of safety.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Raven Ron also says Can T Sizzle, Terrell Suggs, come back as a linebacking consultant or something to groom Ferguson and Owe? I
1: don't even know what he's doing right now. I have no he's idea. He's dropped off the face of the earth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our guy, Hoodie Ramey, Mod Ramey, shout out to you for joining the stream, says the zero sacks thing is such a horrible way to analyze the talent of Odafe. And you're right about that. We'll see you, right man. about that, man. Uh, you know, people say it all the time. Sacks are an overrated stat. I don't all the way agree with that because sacks mean you're finishing the job on a play, which is, you know, of super importance for sure. But just the fact that like he does have that athleticism, he can chase guys down. He can chase down a running back on an outside zone. He can do that on a, H, on a halfback stretch. He can do that. You know what I mean? That's important, especially playing a division against guys who love to run to the outside. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, you know what I mean? Like Joe Mixon, those type now. of guys. Najee Harris, you know, those type of guys. Like, I feel like, yeah, this Odafe Owe, the more and more we talk about it, the more and more I'm liking it. I'm liking Enough? it, so...
1: I'll be the first to admit I was the person talking about them sacks before the draft. But I thought about it. Jalen Ferguson came out the draft, you know, he led like the whole like nation in sacks for a player. Yeah. What the hell has he done for us?
0: Right. Let's see. Christopher Swain (laughs) also says another thing you guys might not know about Odafe always I saw him training with Brandon Jordan. He's trained guys like Bud Dupree, TJ Watt, and many other defensive linemen in high school, college, and the NFL. You know, Christopher, I think you um I think you might have sent this to me uh, not too long ago. Uh, And, you know, I saw the interview and everything like that. And it's definitely what's up, man. It's definitely what's up. You you love to see Odafe Owe and any of our young guys just working with any sort of like veteran presence in terms of like coaches or other players, things like that. You love to see it. Um, Another thing. Big shout out to our guy Gerald says, what up, PRP? Gerald. Gerald in the house. Thank you for joining the stream tonight, man. We appreciate you each and every time. Also says, what's the topic right now? We're just kind of talking about Ravens pass rush situation, man. Um, Odafe Owe. Uh, do, do we like the fact that Odafe Owe is kind of like our premier pass rusher technically right now? Um, and then kind of behind that is who? For now, Dalen Hayes, that sort of thing. Um, that's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. Let's see. Our guy, Hoodie Ramey, also chimes in again, says everyone is worried about the pass rush and rightfully so. I'm one of them. But Odafe is a massive question mark. If he makes a big impact and can be one of those guys who draws a double team, we're good. And you're right. You're right about that, Ramy. I think I'm so it. much
1: pressure, too. I am I'm, like, I'm, I can just see him coming off the edge, like his speed, him getting mm. around a tackle. And, like, he may not get the sack. I feel like he'll make the quarterback step up just to fall in the hands of a guy like Calais Campbell, a guy like Derek Wolf. If he does mm. that, I, it, I'm all for it. I will yeah. be so fine if he doesn't get a sack, but if he's just causing disruption like that. Or maybe he gets behind and the quarterback feels his presence, throws a bad pass, intercepted. Those won't show up on the stat sheet, yes. but they'll show up to everybody else.
0: Let's talk like that, about it, Alex, like intangible where, stats.
1: Yes. That's the thing. Like People don't really get that. Like, okay, I'm taking a guy with zero sacks, but caused at least maybe five to seven interceptions, forced mm-hmm. fumbles, pressures over a guy who had five sacks in, 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 just, in games that meant literally nothing. Because yeah. – Every time that a pick is thrown, I can guarantee you this season, it'll actually matter unless it's, you know, another Jackson fight game, which I expect, but our divisional games. These divisional games, like against the Bengals, I'm sorry, they're actually going to be, like, trying this year. We're not going to be blowing them out anymore. The Browns, they're going to beat us this year probably one time. And the Steelers are the Steelers. So if he can show up for them, like, I'm all for it. So I, I really don't think people are expecting him to get sacks, and they don't have to. But if he disrupts the play, give me it. Give me all of it. I'll take it.
0: Yeah, you're right. Absolutely right about that. Um, Let's see. Gerald says, I believe he is athletic enough to make big plays on defense when we need it. Yeah, I I agree with that, too. I agree with that, too. And I'll
1: be honest. When I was making that Lamar Jackson uh, video that you suggested, a big shout out to Sutton for suggesting that, uh, Orlando (laughs) Brown was getting fucking, part of my language, but getting cooked. Uh, Mm. I don't like to talk about, like, other players that, you know, I love baby Zeus, but I'm just going to be honest with you. If Lamar didn't run, like, we would have had another Joe Flacco situation back there. Like, just getting sacked. Absolutely no mobility because he saved so many plays, stepping up, running away. And he was looking for his reason. He would just run because that's all he had. So, I wouldn't be surprised if Owe gets a sack on Mahomes week two.
0: Yeah. "Mm." Wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised. I see Cam Neal chimes in and says, Odafe Owe's disruptive nature gives the other 10 players more opportunities. Chess, not checkers. I like where your head is at, Cam. Yeah. Um, Christopher Swain follows that up by saying, hey, if you disrupt plays, get pressure and make the quarterback roll to his non-dominant hand. That's fine with me. Another good point. Another fabulous point. Um, Big shout out to you guys from the Rain Gang. Always dropping some good points some good comments, questions, concerns, insight in here. We appreciate all of you guys. This is episode 63 of the Proper Rain Podcast. Make sure you like the video and subscribe. And if you're part of the hashtag replay gang, we appreciate you guys just as much gonna um, see. Our guy Ramy says, "Are y'all hitting training camp? I'll be training camp is this Saturday. Yes. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, there's I'll also there this well. week too. I wasn't able to snag a a pass, but that's not big deal. Whatever.
0: Wait, is wait is this Saturday, right? Yeah, so this Saturday, Saturday.
1: But there's training camp at the uh, Owings Mills. At, All
0: right. Oh um, yeah, Owings, yeah, yeah, right? that one. Yeah. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, we'll be there on Saturday for any of you guys who are pulling up. You guys can, uh, you guys can meet us. Yes. But yeah. Let's see what else we have here from you guys. Uh, Ramey says, see y'all Saturday. I bet. Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. I I'm going to bring
1: a... I'll wear my Terrence West Ravens jersey so I stand out. Rep mm. a fellow Towson Tiger.
0: Okay. 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 Uh, yeah, man. I, um, I'm going to bring a football. That way we can like throw the football around wherever. That should be fun. That should be fun. Definitely do that. I see we have a super chat donation coming in from none other than Gerald himself. Gerald.
1: Gerald.
0: Oh, man. We've been gone for a week. We've been gone for a week, Gerald and Gerald's changed. already back. He hasn't changed. Not one bit. We appreciate you each and every time. Uh, <laughs> he says, I couldn't visit two of my favorite people without leaving some love. And to top off my night with you guys and the PRP fans, I met Lamar Jackson. Oh, fucking Wow. Them. Wow. wow. He met Lamar Jackson. What a
1: fucking legend. I I don't know. I don't know who I'm (laughs) more jealous of, Lamar Jackson or Gerald Lawson right now. Because Lamar met Gerald. Okay. I'm pretty jealous about
0: that shit. I'm jealous about it. Not gonna lie to you, Gerald. I'm jealous. (laughs) I would love to meet Lamar Jackson. That is so dope. You should totally tell us about it. Tell us about it. Like what happened? happened. How did that happen?
1: Yeah, please. Uh, Yeah.
0: That's crazy. (laughs) Like where was it?
1: How was it? How was your experience? I mean, that's God bless you.
0: Yeah, for real. Big shout out to our guy Gerald. Um, always pulling up from deep, man, and just dropping that gem on us. Says he met Lamar himself. The goat himself, If you shook man. his hand,
1: I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm gonna go make a bet the Ravens win the Super Bowl. Gerald and Lamar linking up is kind of like the best thing since Lamar and Kodak linking up. I'm just gonna be honest with you.
0: So literally, literally. Uh, let's see, he said he met him at Lock Bar in Harbor East. So this had to be, like, a couple nights ago because I know Lamar and, like, Hollywood, like, posted on their story. They were out somewhere with some dudes. So I don't know. Gerald says, he is a lot taller than I thought. How tall is Lamar? Like, six, what, two, three? I don't know. I I know he's not that tall, but, like, yeah. It's
1: tough. That's so tough. Yeah.
0: That is is tough, man. That is tough. That's that's crazy. (laughs) Big shout out to Gerald. Um, Taquan Christian says, yo, Rain Gang, Alex and Sutton. What's up, Taquan? How you doing? How you doing? Um, Sis says Lamar Jackson is six three, six three. Raven Ron says I heard Lamar is a very humble oh, dude. Yeah, Joe, yeah, let us know about that. How did how did that interaction go? Was he cool? Is it like I'm sure he was because Lamar is Lamar. But let us know, man. Let us know. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But all right. Um, so let's go ahead and move on to some stuff that's a little bit non Ravens related. Yeah, I mean, speaking uh, about
1: one MVP to another, in yeah. Aaron Rodgers. He's staying with the Packers, and I'll be honest, if I was just like a uh, a neutral, I'd say i I put money on the Packers winning the Super Bowl. I feel like this Aaron Rodgers right now is about to go dumb crazy. Like, this man's pissed off. He has everything to just kind of a big F you to the Packers now, and he's going to leave them next year. Like, I'm actually really excited to watch the Packers this year because he's going to go crazy. So he actually is staying with them. I don't know if you saw that. And then Devontae yeah. Adams is like, he doesn't even have a contract extension on the table anymore like after this year the Packers are going to be in shambles. But
0: yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know man. I, I I like the fact that Aaron Rodgers is staying for another season. I know they did the whole last dance thing. They posted that on their Instagram him and Devontae Adams that is, but I just don't see them I don't see them winning a Super Bowl, man. I just don't. And I get the NFC is not quite as strong as it used to be. You, you know, you got teams like the saints who aren't what they used to be. You got teams like the, uh, uh, what are this what are some other teams that have recently Seahawks. fell off in the NFC? Seahawks, oh, Seahawks, Seahawks. aren't really I mean, what I they, wouldn't say fall off. They're though. really not what they used to be. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't, I just don't see the Packers. I think they choke it again. I think they choke it again. I think they had their best shot last season. They did. They were up how many touchdowns against the bucks in the NFC championship game? I think it was, I think it was one. I mean, it's back and forth. It was back and forth. I mean, I feel like they had every opportunity. The floor, to win it,
1: I got to put that on the floor, too. He, he kicked the field goal.
0: Bro, they had every opportunity to win that game, man. And all I can they remember did. from that game is Aaron Rodgers not taking matters into his own hands and walking that football in for a touchdown. I, that's all I can think of. Um, so with that being said, I, don't, I, don't, I definitely don't see the Packers winning a Super Bowl. I don't even see them getting out of the... Uh,
1: who I don't do see them getting a, in,
0: to the NFC Championship game. I don't
1: who do you have in, in that?
0: Ooh, uh, who do I have in that? I would say it's very plausible that you have the Bucks and the Rams. Ugh. And I know that sounds crazy, but Ugh. listen, bro, I, I think that the, the Rams, Rams are, are no running game now. Oh crap, I forgot about Cam Akers.
1: They, you know what? The Rams did it to themselves. Because they had Cam Makers unveil their new uniform with Eric Dickerson. No disrespect to Cam makers, but don't don't try to act like it's a passing of the torch. Eric mm-hmm. Dickerson's like one of the GOATs, man. Come on now. That was that was like the, the jinx yeah. right there.
0: Yeah. So I mean, it's either the Rams or like I would say the 49ers or the Seahawks. One of those teams.
1: The Niners are gonna be like but then the Niners is like they are either gonna be really, really good or really, really bad there's no in
0: between the thing about the Niners is that they're kind of going into this season with a little bit uncertainty it's like okay we know we're going to start Jimmy Garoppolo for x amount of games we don't know how many games that is but we're going to start him for x amount of games and when he starts messing up enough that's when we're going to bring the kid in and we're going to go with him so just having like a transitional season like that it is kind of hard for me to say that they would go on like a playoff run and damn near a Super Bowl run, which is why I didn't pick them over the Rams to come out of the yeah. NFC. Uh, but if it's not the Rams, I think that the 49ers do have a good shot, man. I really like what they have going on in San Francisco with you know Robert Salat as head coach and um you know drafting a Trey Lance. He's kind of like a next gen quarterback, you know, a guy who
1: Robert wow. with the Jets now.
0: Oh no, no, Salah. Um, who's their who's their uh who's their head coach? Shanahan? Shanahan, that's right, 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 right. yeah.
1: I that. still think Holyo should have went there. Like, that would have been the perfect f- – like, Holyo back with his former head coach, that yeah. would have been nasty.
0: Would have been, would have been. But, hey, man, I, I really think that the the 49ers, they're definitely on the come up. In a transitional year like this, I feel like it'll take another year, maybe two. Uh, but, listen, uh, the I don't – going back to what I was saying before, the Packers, even with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams staying for one more season – I, I just don't see them. I don't see them coming out of the NFC, dude. I just don't. And then after that, Aaron Rodgers will probably go somewhere else and do what he does. It'll be interesting. Next offseason is gonna be crazy.
1: I'm gonna be honest, <laughs> he could be a stealer. Like, I I think I think that could really happen. I think oh that could happen like Ben's not gonna be there after this year. Who who do you trust Haskins? Do you trust Rudolph? Do you trust Dobbs? I it could very well be Aaron Rodgers. The cap is you, the biggest issue.
0: Like, just for, like, the sake of, like, my sanity, can you not say that again? Like, I don't want Aaron Rodgers anywhere I near the AFC neither do North, I. bro. Neither do I. Come on, man. Why neither do, you do ha- I. Bro, <laughs> Alex.
1: No, I don't want it either. Why did you, you have I to put
0: that image in my I'm, head?
1: I'm just going to be honest with you. Oh, you haven't seen the Lamar Jackson uh, Photoshop in the Steelers uniforms? Because I have. I'm scarred for life. It gives me nightmares.
0: I've seen it. I've got nightmares right now, like conscious nightmares, because if Aaron Rodgers comes to the AFC North, that makes our job even that much harder. It's already bad enough the Browns. People are saying that they have the best roster in the NFL and that they're primed to come out of the AFC uh, or the AFC North at least. But having Aaron Rodgers in the division, that would just be. he could.
1: I saw it like Broncos and Washington too. I saw that. I kind of, I would want him on Washington. I would love that. Be cool,
0: wouldn't it. mind that. Wouldn't mind that at all. I'd probably go to a game or three. I would,
1: no, I would, I would too. Not that far of yeah, a drive
0: for sure. Um, <laughs> let's see. Gerald says, What plans does Purple Rain podcast has for the first 2021 Monday night football game? Um,
1: sitting here first- doing videos, waiting for Lamar Jackson to put up 300 yards, five touchdowns. And 50 rushing yards.
0: We might go live. You never know. We might go live. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see. Stay tuned. Make sure you guys subscribe as well if you're new here. We do have a super chat donation, a couple super chat donations yes, coming in. Do. First one coming from our guy Oscar Lilienthal. Hope I pronounced mm-hmm. that correctly. Um says, First time here. I can't Hello. see the Packers win a Super Bowl. That is that is that's love, man. This is your first time here. You're giving us a super chat donation. You're the greatest. We appreciate you, Oscar, so much. Thank you for joining the stream tonight. Thank you for joining the Purple Rain Gang family. We are a big family here. So thank you for joining the family, man. We appreciate you. Uh, But can't see the Packers win a Super Bowl. I agree with you there. I just don't think the Packers, they don't, Matt LaFleur, head coach, they don't have, I don't think they are ready. They don't have what it takes. I think that's why Aaron Rodgers wants to get out the most because he knows that this team is not doing everything that it should be doing in order to win a Super Bowl. And I think that's the reason that he wants out.
1: I'll tell you what, if they do, I mean, if somebody else on the team wants out as Darius Smith, I know a perfect place you could come. Hey,
0: you know. know. We're back here in Baltimore, baby. (laughs) We do have another Super Chat donation coming in from our guy, Asmodeus. Thank you so much. Says, sorry, I've been gone for so long. Hope y'all are good. Hey, man, we're great. We're doing great. It's all good. good. But we hope you're doing good, too, Asmodeus. We appreciate you for your Super Chat donation each and every time. Um, Let's see what else we have from you guys here uh kingbird 97 says what's up guys been a long time what's up king how are you doing tonight appreciate you for coming through
1: while you're looking through comments can i give you like a cool little fun fact i didn't know yeah so i was um i'm making i was making a video that i'm posting on instagram soon um of a disgruntled player that you know i would like to see with the ravens and i came across the weird stat in 16 seasons aaron Rodgers has only thrown 89 interceptions he hasn't cracked 100 yet like that like i haven't been able to sleep since i know like that's crazy
0: he don't throw picks. He's yeah. he's doesn't make a lot of mistakes. I
1: like, I I wouldn't be I guess, surprised forty touchdowns, five picks this year, maybe less.
0: Ooh, that's really good. That's really good. Forty and five. That's really good. But I mean, it's not out of reach for Aaron Rodgers, man. We know he he is the epitome of like hit and don't get hit, as they say in like boxing. You know, throw touchdowns, don't throw interceptions. That's what Aaron Rodgers is. So
1: now um, I wouldn't mind like if they had like a documentary about this whole summer going on too. Like they're like following him with cameras, like, cause there's been oh, all these Rogers, sources, yeah. like, yeah, this man just trying to watch the Bucks win the championship, and they're like, yeah. he's not coming back, he's retiring, he's getting traded. <laughs> now he's just watching his team he owns win this fucking Super Bowl, like, come on. right? I mean, That's the NBA Finals, my bet.
0: Yeah. All right. So let's see. We do have a couple of questions okay. in here from you guys. We're gonna get to questions in just a second. Just a second. Let's just touch on real quick. The Deshaun Watson situation. It has been made public and official today that the Texans are shopping Deshaun Watson, trying to see what they can get for him. Apparently, the rumor is they're looking for what, like a couple first round picks or like, you know, something I like think
1: that. A couple first rounders and more picks or players. I think five. And yeah. I, I think three first and either two picks and two players or two players.
0: Yeah. And it, you know man, it's it's gonna be tough for them to get exactly what they want because teams already know, everybody else in the league already knows Deshaun Watson wants out. And once other teams know that your player doesn't want to be with you anymore, they automatically have the leverage. They're like, oh, Hey, yeah. oh yeah, you want you want what oh, yeah. for Deshaun Watson? Deshaun Watson like Roland really, like Brown be there. Yeah. You know, you kinda gotta settle. They're gonna have to settle, you know, which is why I think that we won't see a deal done for Deshaun Watson. Probably within the next couple of weeks, I would say maybe like two or three weeks, we may hear some news about Deshaun Watson getting moved somewhere. Because now, as of today, when they officially opened up trade talks, they said that they hadn't received a quote unquote real or quote unquote serious offer. But it's like, hey, Houston Texans, you're gonna have to wake up and smell the fucking coffee. Deshaun does not (laughs) want to be in town anymore.
1: cursing? Oh my God, this is a first.
0: I mean, it's definitely not a first, but... <laughs> but But, man, they're going to have to wake up and smell the coffee that he doesn't want to be there anymore, and they're going to have to get him out of town for a good deal for somebody else. And, and it just is what it is.
1: And whenever Plus, a team takes yeah. them, they're taking on a whole other situation, too. I oh, don't want to yeah. be that guy to touch that situation. But let's be honest, like, 22 fucking complaints, like...
0: Yeah. That's not looking like, good for him. and It's not looking good, no.
1: Yeah. I mean, and I've seen... I'm not going to... There's just a lot of ways you can go with this but it's hard for me to believe that 22 different people lied about it something something happened something happened i just don't want to see another athlete get away with something that any other regular person
0: wouldn't right exactly facts facts but you know there are going to be teams out there who would love to have a deshaun watson who according to your boy sutton def is a top four quarterback in this league um so hey this is what it is man he's one of the highest in completion percentage, one of the highest in touchdowns, one of the highest in a lot of different things, yards per attempt. He's, he's very good, very good with limited weapons. So, you know, teams will definitely still be looking at him. But if it does come out, like we said, that all this stuff is true about what he did and everything like that, he doesn't even deserve to be playing football. So, you know, there's that, too. But uh, let's see what you guys are saying here in the chat. Fastlane, shout out to Fastlane, says Watson is going to Philly or Pittsburgh. I don't see him going to Philadelphia, man. I I think I would see Pittsburgh before Philadelphia.
1: I would see neither, honestly. Honestly. I mean, um, Philly has the picks. They do um, have the picks. But then again, you have Jalen Hurts and the elite Joseph Vincent Flacco as QB1. hmm. Hurts yeah. as QB, too. So yeah. I think they're they're not really in a contending spot. I mean, if Watson goes there, are they really – are they? if Watson went to the Eagles, are they even contenders at NFC East? I mean, they'll be above other teams, obviously above the Giants. But, like, right now I think it's Cowboys and Washington for that number one spot.
0: I agree. I agree. I mean, you, you put Deshaun Watson on the Eagles. It's kind of like a similar roster-wise, personnel-wise, kind of like a similar situation to what he had in Houston. Um, really, no bona fide. I mean, post the DeAndre Hopkins era, really no bona fide playmakers. Devance no gonna- Devonta Smith. You know, is he? What is he going to be? Um, no dominant running back, that sort of thing. You know. So, but we we've seen Deshaun Watson make something out of nothing multiple times. So you know, uh, wherever he goes, I'm sure he can make an impact.
1: I think people are sleeping on Brandon Cooks though. Like he has some really good numbers with Houston. He's really yeah. really 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 underrated. I'll tell you that.
0: He should probably yeah. request a trade out there next. Uh, all right. Let's see what else we have for you guys. Chris Griffin says how many of them stats were boosted? Cause he had to try to throw hail Mary's every other play. Watson isn't better than who we got. Mm. I mean, yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm taking Lamar Jackson over to oh, Sean yeah. Watson. Uh, just, I mean, and I'm, I'm not even just saying that like, you know, Lamar Jackson is a better thrower of the football than Deshaun Watson or anything like that. I just think in terms of making plays, Lamar Jackson is that ultimate equalizer, which is why I would take him over ninety-seven percent of quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, but yeah, I think the quarterback
1: with that, that was up twenty-four nothing and blew it. I know it's not on the quarterback, but he did not on have any more points. But yeah, he was on the he was on the sideline playing that guitar, and that's all I, we saw of him the rest of the game.
0: Facts. <laughs> So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and move on to our rain game Q&A for the night where you guys can ask us any question that you want, whether it be about Ravens football, whether it be about football, whether it be about sports, other sports, or whether it be about anything else, anything. literally life, food, politics. I don't care. Anything. You can ask us well, okay. anything no, about anything. I
1: don't I don't politics.
0: Mean. Yeah. You know, rock with politics. I don't I really don't. rock with politics either. Just kind of rolled off the know. tongue. It's okay. uh, but yeah, don't ask us questions about politics. That's the only thing you can't ask us questions you can about. You go to, to the side of
1: YouTube for that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah, have yeah, fun. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Hear the Proprane Podcast. Episode 63. Make sure you like the video and subscribe if you have not already. So, going ahead and quicking off the questions segment for the night is going to be Will 23 says, How y'all feel about Rashad Bateman's Madden rating? What is it? I didn't see I his see. exact Madden rating, but he was not in the top five for, like, rookie receivers.
1: I saw Elijah Moore was ahead of him, I believe.
0: Elijah Moore was ahead of him. Kadarius Tony was ahead of him. Um, you know, uh, Jamar Chase, Devonta Smith, okay. Jalen Waddle. Those okay. make sense. I get, but, like,
1: Kadarius Tony,
0: Bateman, br- see, I don't know, dog. You know because, what? like, Rashad Bateman, he was projected, like, right before the draft, he was projected to go, like, top 20. He wasn't even supposed to fall to us. And now, like, all of a sudden, since he's on the Ravens, EA is like, oh, he's probably not going to have that good of a season. We don't want to look stupid. So let's make him rate it, like, lower than, you know, lower than these other guys, which I'm like, all right, whatever, whatever, I guess. But I'm not he puts a that. chip on his shoulder. I'm not rocking with it either. But, yeah, I'm sure Bateman's not rocking with it. You know, I'm sure he's a very prideful guy. I'm sure he's going to want to get that chip off his shoulder, increase his Madden rating. I would want to do it. Just being honest, I would want to do it. So, yeah, we're not really rocking with that uh, that Madden rating, Jay Will. But thank you for your question. Thank you. See, keeping it real. Joining the stream tonight says, what's going on, guys? Keeping it real as always. Thank you for joining the stream. We appreciate you. Um, let's see. Jabari Cruz Ellis says, do you guys think they should have canceled the Olympics? This is a good question. Honestly, I was thinking about this the other day. I think that they should have only because, like, it just doesn't seem it's not the same. It's not the nah, same as like pre COVID years. Yeah, I haven't watched any of it. I haven't watched any of it. Basketball is a joke. Basketball, is a, basketball joke. is a joke. Team USA is losing. Um, it, it's it's just not looking good. It's not looking good. And I haven't really been. I haven't really been drawn into any other like sports that I normally wouldn't watch because of certain yeah. certain athletes. You know, I just really haven't had that uh, that much this Olympics. And I know it's still kind of underway, but i think they should have canceled i've heard a lot of bad things this this olympics cost like 15 billion dollars to tokyo um and not even a lot of people are watching. i'm sure the ratings are trash this year um they've still got like olympics 2020 signs up in some of the stadiums and stuff because they had they were supposed to do it last year it's just a mess it's, it's a mess
1: you know what so. we, they should have just brought back nfl europe and called it a day remember that <laughs> nfl europe i'm right. the
0: old days right um all right moving on here chris griffith says who is one cartoon character you would like to take abilities or powers uh that's a good question um sure i might say for me it's between and this may be cheating but i would say timmy turner from the fairly Ooh. odd parents He's looking
1: for a burner okay
0: Right, because he had fairy godparents, and that I don't know if that falls underneath abilities or powers, it but it's it gotta does. fall under one it of those abilities. Yeah, so if I can have two fairy godparents who can give me grant me any wish I want, with the exception of a few things, of course, I think I'm going with that. It's either him or Danny Phantom, because that would be cool, like I'm going, going through be falls That'd be and tough. be a ghost. That would be yeah, tough, yeah, right? I'm, I'm going That'd to be tough. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. um All right, Christopher swain Says, what training camp battle are you most looking forward to? I am most looking forward to our edge guys in the left guard spot. Mm, good point.
1: I'm going to just for the sake of having a different answer, I will go the starting, well, not starting, but the fourth cornerback. I mean, we yeah. know it's going to be Marlon, Marcus, Jimmy Smith, but you know, if Averett, Tavon Young, maybe Sean Wade can come out, out, of, out of nowhere subamon marshall um i'm kind of looking forward to that our fourth and fifth corners i'll be interested in
0: yeah i'm most interested in seeing rashad bateman that's what i want to see i want to see rashad bateman against that Ravens secondary that's what i want to see what can he do you know what i mean and can lamar build chemistry with him early and often you know that's what i want to see from him so that's what i'm most looking forward to all right, moving on here. We'll take a couple more from you guys. Uh, questions. All right. Click one. Click one. Join the stream tonight says, how y'all doing, guys? Been a while. My question is, what do you guys think Lamar's rank is among QBs in the AFC? I think third if you count Watson and second if you don't count him.
1: Are we talking about going into this year? Um, or if we're talking about like through their career, then I'm putting him second, even with Watson there.
0: I would say, just for argument purposes, going into this year.
1: Okay. Then he'd be three because I'd have Allen and Mahomes above him. But I fully expect him to be able to be in this next
0: year. Yeah. Listen, I have him at number two. Um, just behind Mahomes, I don't have Josh Allen above Lamar Jackson because you know as I've said before on this podcast, I think Lamar Jackson he checks off more boxes than Josh Allen does. You know, but uh, and just who who can make. Who can make more somethings out of nothings? I think that's Lamar Jackson. You know, Josh Allen really took that step forward once he got a Stephon Diggs. Lamar Jackson had an MVP season throwing the guys like Seth Roberts, Willie Sneed, uh, rookie Hollywood Brown. Like, come on now. That's just me. That's just me. But hey, we'll go ahead and move on here. A couple more questions. Darius, the official, chiming in. Shout out to you for joining the stream, bro. It says, would you guys ever go to a Rolling Loud event? It looked lit on the weekend. Yeah, as you can see, yes. my guy Simply AS10, yes. Big that yes. is a resounding Oh, my God. Did yes. you see the
1: lineup? Bro, I was watching the live stream of it. Really? Yeah. It was lit. It's it's was Travis lit. Scott, lit. Jack Harlow, all my favorites.
0: <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Man, I would love and, to go see Rolling Loud. I saw people. Uh, there was a lot of come, stuff yeah. going
1: on. <laughs> he played us again i was expecting the album he played us
0: kanye's coming he's he's, he's coming soon he's coming soon man you got to give kanye his time never when whenever they put out a, an initial release date for a kanye album you just got to scratch that disregard it because it's not he true. Had the
1: whole the whole listening party at mercedes-benz stadium
0: but kanye is the type of artist where like he can have a whole listening party with like thousands of people listening and watching And if he hears one like little thing in one song, he's going to be like, all right, he's going to internalize that. He's going to be like, all right, we got to push the album back two weeks because I got to go back to Wyoming, get back in the studio. I got to fix this, do that.
1: Not Wyoming.
0: Not Wyoming. Yeah, man. That's what he does. I think that's where he records. So, yeah.
1: He had a song with T.C. We haven't heard that in how many years?
0: Since Watch the Throne, but we'll see. Or technically since pop style. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right, we'll take probably one or two more. Chris Griffith says here. Or do you think we could drop Chuck Clark next year, move Joker to strong safety, and use our Darius Washington as the ball hawking uh, free safeties?
1: I'm gonna need to see a lot from Darius Washington then.
0: Yeah, we're, not, have to I, be, we're yeah. talking about
1: undrafted free agent. Like yeah. this, I know he was projected to be drafted, but yeah, I need to see more.
0: And we will see more out of him in the preseason which is coming up very, very soon. Like, my guy Alex says, like, two weeks from Friday. Oh, that's yeah. so exciting. That is so can't exciting. Wait. Jesus. The first, yeah, so the
1: first the first preseason game is the 13th, 13th or 14th. It's a Saturday. I'm actually going to that mm-hmm. one. I can't wait for that. the like, Saints. <clears> I'll get oh, to nice. see Crab Legs, Jameis, and Winston. I won't get to see Michael Thomas, unfortunately.
0: Mm. Well, let's see. Another question coming in here from – our last question will be from Ryan. Our guy Ryan okay. says, what are you guys' stat predictions for Lamar Jackson? I got 34 passing touchdowns, 10 rushing touchdowns, of so 44 total, and 4,550 total yards. What do you think about that, Alex? What are your predictions?
1: I really like that. I mm. really like that. Think about with the extra game this year, not hitting the 35 touchdowns he had his MVP season, but having 10 rushing touchdowns and I'll project about 3700 3800 passing yards then the rest being running rushing yards. I'll take that. Ryan Bravo. Mm-hmm. That's a beat I, I actually I cannot argue with. That. I like that. I really like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm going to go I'm going to go 37 passing touchdowns, six rushing touchdowns because I feel like Lamar will run the ball a lot less this season with the addition of um, you know, all the guys that we got in our receiving court, Sammy Watkins, Rashad Bateman. Um, and then also bringing in wide receiver coaches, things like that. I feel like our our offense will be less Lamar Jackson just taking over with his legs and more of a balanced attack. And for that reason, I think that his rushing touchdowns will go to six, maybe seven, and his passing touchdowns will go up. So 37 passing touchdowns, about I'll say six rushing touchdowns. And in terms of total yards, I'm going to go, I think 4,500 is a pretty good number. I think it's a pretty good number, so I'll stick with that. I like that. But, yeah, I think that is going to go ahead and do it for us tonight, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode 63 of the Purple Rain Podcast. We appreciate you guys each and every time for coming through. Um, If you have not already, hit the like button. Hit that like button before you go. Hit that like button. Also, if you're new here. Don't if you're quit. new here and you enjoy the content tonight make sure you subscribe to our channel course, as well of course, of course. And if you do want to listen back to this podcast after the fact you can always watch it here be a part of the hashtag replay gang on youtube or if you don't like that if you want to maybe listen to us skirting to work tomorrow or coming back home from school skirting. tomorrow or anything like that you know you can go on apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast yeah. and you can listen to the purple Rain podcast uh, but with that being said this has been episode 63 I am your boy, Sutton Deaf. You can find me on Twitter at Instagram or Twitter at Sutton Deaf. You can find this cool guy over here on Twitter at SimplyAS10 or on Instagram at SimplyAS10.prod. And with that being said, I'm going to let my guy SimplyAS10 take us out.
1: Thank you for coming through to episode 63 of the Purple Rain Podcast. And as always, stay positive, test negative, and we will see you on Thursday. But we have one more thing to do.
0: Hmm. Tell them. Always, always, man, never forget, call God each and every time, man. We're going to catch you guys in the next one. Peace.